Hi, welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I am your host, Erin Rowling, and are you prepared to lose some sleep with daylight savings time? If you're listening to this, maybe you're preparing yourself for losing your sleep, or you're listening to this and you've already lost your sleep, or you're somewhere down the road, maybe halfway through the year, and you're preparing yourself to gain an hour of sleep. Who knows when you're going to listen to this? <laughs> I I really thought we were not going to have this whole daylight savings thing anymore. I thought that was a thing. Apparently, the thing hasn't happened yet, and we're still losing and gaining sleep, and Y'all know I like my sleep, so I'm not real thrilled. Not not super excited about losing sleep. I love when we gain it, but losing it, I don't know. It just, my body doesn't bounce back from things like it used to. It just doesn't. <laughs> when we gain sleep, I my body was off. And guess what? It's going to be off again. So anyways, yay for us. So here we go. But it means spring is coming and that is exciting. We've had a few sunny days and I literally have sat in the sun in my house as much as I possibly can. So here's a question for you. I'm sure most of you can relate to this feeling of having days where you just feel like you're killing it. I mean, you not in a proud way, not like in a, oh, I'm killing it, but you're just like, I nailed that. I I did well on that. To be honest, as a worship leader, when it comes to worship leading, I don't feel like that very often. And I know some of you are like, well, it's worship leading. You know, you're not supposed to feel like you nailed it. Well, anything you do in life, whether you're preaching or um, leading worship or playing an instrument for worship or doing the sound or whatever it is, Yes, it's all unto the Lord. We all know this, but you have a part in it. And for most worship leaders, I don't think they, you know, always feel like they nail it. We're very aware of our mistakes, even if people like, I didn't hear anything. Or maybe you did. (laughs) That's quite possible too. Um, But this last Sunday, I watched the live stream, which for any worship leader, that alone can be death. The live stream can be death, you guys. You can think you nailed it in your service. You watch the live stream and you realize like, oh, it's, there's all these memes about it too. Like, I think I sound, you know, good. And then I watch the live stream and I wonder who is that person like singing because they can't sing. And it's, it's just, it's not flattering unless you have thousands and thousands of tens of thousands hundreds of thousands probably dollars of equipment like the big churches but us smaller churches don't have that kind of budget honestly my girl Kara she runs the sound she does a very good job and overall you know she does the best with what she can work with um and what's in our budget (laughs) so kudos to her but as a singer it's just not the most flattering thing for us but even watching the live stream, you guys, I was like, I I feel pretty good about it. And <laughs> the thing is, though, you can feel like you nailed it. And then the next moment, something happens and you can feel like you're a deflated balloon. And on Sunday, I was feeling good. And we were talking with some friends about worship. 
and they were telling me how the last song was their favorite, which it also was my favorite as well. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm feeling good, you know, not pumped up in a bad way, but just like encouraged. We'll go with that, encouraged. And I was kind of feeling myself a little bit, not gonna lie, until, until one of the people asked the other person, they said, so what was your favorite part? Because I have a favorite part of that song. And I'm, I'm like, you know, waiting to hear what their favorite part of the song is. All glory to the Lord. I'm not trying to be full of myself. I'm just saying it was a nice little moment, a little nice moment of encouragement. And and I'm kind of beaming, you know, like I got my chest up and, you know, feeling good, all this stuff. <laughs> and then their answer was, oh, the part where this other person so-and-so sings. Yeah, guys, I... <laughs> You know how you have a balloon and you blow it up and you don't tie it and you let it go and it just goes all crazy around the room? That's exactly what happened internally for me. I instantly deflated. Um, I might have slightly cried inside. (laughs) Of course, the message on Sunday was about jealousy. And so I did check myself because like I... I think we can all struggle with jealousy. If somebody else gets a compliment, we wonder what's wrong with us. We've talked about this. We'll probably never stop talking about it because it's just an issue for a lot of us. You're human. That's what happens. But I did I did check myself in the moment because I thought, okay, I have two choices right now. I can just shake this off and be happy that that person that was also singing really blessed them and they did a good job. They always do a good job. And I can take that all in and I can still appreciate myself all at the same time. So I can choose that or I can go down this dark tunnel of thoughts and all these feelings can come in and all this stuff. You know, I had two choices in the moment. And what was interesting is the next day I saw this lady, similar situation for her as it was for me. So I was like, okay, I'm not the only one who experiences this because I think we all can resonate with this. I'm a part of a fitness Facebook group and this woman had taken pictures of her gains from working out and she had some good gains. Like I was impressed with the amount of work that she has put in to get those gains because I know what it takes to accomplish the what she was showing in her picture and it wasn't like a weird picture or anything like that but um because let me just tell you growing some pumpkins on your arms is not an easy feat I mean it takes some work and so the caption in the picture was she was proud of herself as she should be okay she she should be and then she I kept reading the post and she had showed her hubby because that's what we do when we get gains We got to show our hubbies. And his reaction was, well, maybe you should lay off the weights a bit so you don't get too bulky. First of all, this girl was not bulky. Let me tell you. She was very lean and had great muscle tone and all this stuff. Like, no no time soon. (coughs) Sorry, I took a breath. And my spit made me cough. Sorry about that. Um... So, like, there was no reason, no way she's going to be, like, a bodybuilder. Like, doesn't even have the physique for it. It's not happening. 
And it was just sad because his words completely deflated her. She had a total balloon losing air moment. And I wanted to say, I feel ya. I I wanted to like hug her. I don't know her. I don't even know where she lives. But, you know, and maybe you're thinking, why are you telling us this, Erin? Because there's a high chance that at some point this week, I want to encourage your week. I just want to give you something. Well, hopefully the whole podcast gives you something. But I want to give you something to take into this week because, you know, there's going to be a point this week and you're going to feel good about something. You're going to feel accomplished about something. You're going to have like, whoo, okay, all right, yeah, okay, that's just good. And then someone or something is going to come along <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to deflate your balloon. That's what it's going to do. And you have a choice in that moment. And I just want to say, don't let them take your air. Okay? Don't, don't let them take your air. Blow up your balloon. Take in the moment. Because, you, you know, sometimes you just got to celebrate, celebrate good moments. That's just, that's good for your mental health. It's just good for you as a person. Take it in and listen. Tie the balloon so that no one can take the air out of your balloon. We could probably do a whole podcast on that, but I just, I wasn't even really planning on saying all that, but I, I don't know. I just had to tell myself to tie my balloon. So, you know, whatever I go through, I come here and I share it with you. So tie that balloon. Don't leave it, uh, you know, between your fingers so someone can deflate you because you're doing it. You're doing great, and I hope that this week you have that moment that you feel very accomplished, and you can puff out your chest, not in a prideful way, but, you know, an encouragement way, because everybody needs that. So, since we are on the topic of working out, let's just keep going with that. Let's just keep keep on going down that road. Now, everybody works out differently, right? Um... My husband, when he works out, he likes to watch TV. I don't really know how he does that because I can't think. I think, you know, it's interesting. We always say like mine can't do two things at the same time. I actually think my husband is a better multitasker than I am. Oh my gosh, did I just say that? <laughs> not not in all areas. Okay, honey, don't get a big head. Not in all areas, but in a lot of areas, he, I don't know, he just can do things that I can't do. And so for him, that's what he does. I know some people listen to podcasts. For me, I have to have some pumping music. When I am like doing some lifting, I need some some pumping music. And so recently during one of my workouts, there was just a, a particular point where I felt spent. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I just was, I think I was having a hard time just even going to work out. I was like talking myself out of it. And if I don't work out like first thing in the morning, I do struggle to get it in. And so it just was one of those days. And I I have an app on my phone that kind of shows me like the segments that I need to do. And I thought for sure I was done because I had just gotten a new um, workout cycle. So it was new to me. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, now I'm done. And once you know it, I scroll and I have a whole 
another segment that I need to accomplish. And I was just like, I just don't think I can do it. And then right there, right right where I'm like debating, like maybe I'll just do lighter weights because we track our weights. And so I'd done this exercise like a few months ago. So I had my weights in there. And of course, like I... I have to challenge myself, you know? So I was like, well, I can't go down and wait. You know, that's, that would be preposterous. And so I, I'm like, you know, thinking I, I need, I've lost my place. So that's why I'm like babbling on here. Cause I think I skipped ahead of myself of where I've actually was supposed to be, but, um, no, I didn't. I'm actually in the right spot. Don't you love that this is live? Don't you love <laughs> See, other people would cut and change this, but not me. Nope, nope, we got to be real. But anyways, I got to this point of this song that was like, it pumped me up. It gave me what I needed. I actually just watched this TikTok of this girl that took smelling salts. Like I watched this today, so I just learned this today. To do a PR and which is a personal record or a personal best. And not to insult anybody who's listening to this, but for me, I didn't know what that meant until my daughter was started running cross country and they would like cross the finish line and they'd say, I PR'd. And I was too proud to ask what PR meant because I was like, what does that mean? Like, what are we PRing? I had no idea. Literally, I had to look it up. And then, then I was like, oh, you PR'd because I finally knew what it meant. So not, not trying to insult you if you didn't know what it, if you, probably everybody knows what it means except for me at the time. Anyways, um, so she sniffed these smelling salts before she lifted and I didn't know that was a thing. And actually you can buy them on Amazon. Just so you know, it's a stimulant. I read a whole article on it and now I'm informed. And so are you. So back to me needing a boost during my workout because I didn't have any smelling salts because I didn't know they existed. And I, even if I did, I don't think I would use it because I'd probably make myself pass out or something, even though I think they're used to help you wake up when you pass out. But anyways, but I did have my man, Israel Houghton, belting out this line. And so right when I'm like depleted, I hear this, the lines and he's talking about being in the fire. And then he's like, I'm coming out gold. And then it's dramatic. It's quiet. The music stops. And then he belts it out again. And he's like, I'm coming out gold. And in that moment of fatigue, when I didn't think that I could possibly do that last set that I needed to and keep pushing myself, I thought this to myself. I thought, girl... You are never going to make the gains you want if you quit now. I may have flexed for a hot second because, you know, that's what we do when we work out. I don't know how people do that at a gym. I really don't. I don't know how people work out at a gym. I just, I am way too self-conscious to work out at a gym. I like to be at home where I don't care what I look like or what faces I'm making or anything like that. And then if you want to flex... Who nobody's gonna see you in your house, but like, how are you gonna do that at a gym without looking like you're totally full of yourself? But, anyways, 
I might have flexed a little bit just to encourage myself <laughs> so I could see my gains, but also to realize the gains that I still still want to achieve, but I'll never get those gains without putting in the work. And here's the hard part about that is in order to get gains, you have to break down your muscles in order to grow them. Like you have to work those muscles. Like people are like, well, I don't, I'm not getting any muscle. And they're like lifting like two pound weights and they never go to failure, which if you've never lifted weights, start with two pound weights. That's great. But the thing is, is you have to go to failure. That's where you grow is when you hit those, those failures. And the other part of it that's not fun is it hurts. It hurts when you go to failure. You feel that. It's funny when people are like, well, I'm not sore. And I'm like, just wait two days. <laughs> or, and, and, and we are like sore. You know, I don't want to be sore. No, sore, sore means you worked. Hurt is not good. But sore means you worked. That means you did something. When I got this new plan for the month, I would say that I worked out my calves. But apparently... Not as much as I thought it did because last week on Monday I had to do legs and I literally could not hardly walk for a whole week. I had to massage my calves every night, put biofreeze on them. Like I, total pain in my calves. Apparently I haven't worked them as much as I thought I have. But those those words in that song, um, coming out gold, helped me push through a workout. And I know you're probably like, okay, that's that's cool. Here's the thing. I feel like everything we go through in our daily living, right? This podcast is basically like daily living and turning it into spiritual things is it it correlates with our spiritual life. Gold. Do we want to come out like gold? And before you answer that, there's a price that you have to pay for that. Because you have to be willing to put yourself through a process to become gold. And in order to become gold, I mean, you, you, you have to subject yourself. It's, it's not just like a you know, I feel like that's how it is with like working out. People, they want to eat a salad and then they're like, oh, do I have abs? It's like, um, <laughs> that is not how that works, right? And then I feel like it's the same thing. We're like, yeah, I want to be gold. Man, I, I want to be pure before the Lord and all of these things. And then we do, we have one day of, of letting the Lord, you know, work something in our life. And then we're like, okay, am I gold yet? And it's like, no, that's not how it works. So how does one become gold? Well, it takes a nugget. It takes a nugget of gold, which I actually found out is called a door. And it's basically just a chunk of stuff put together. It has a golden color, so it's kind of pretty, you know. It's a lump. It's not useful. <laughs> it just kind of sits there. Maybe it's cool to look at it, you know, the golden color. Maybe that's cool. But it's not gold yet. It's just a lump. So how does it become gold? 
Well, first you got to get rid of the impurities. And in order to that to do that, you have to melt it down. And it has to go through a trial by fire at a refinery. Doesn't that sound so exciting? I actually saw this thing talking about the process and it said the exciting uh how did now I'm going to forget it. Ah. The exciting process of becoming refined. And I was like, wow, okay. Maybe in a the literal sense of watching a door become gold, maybe that is exciting. But when it's about yourself and the Lord doing it and refining you, I don't know how exciting that is. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's like, heat the fire up. Let's do this. Like, burn it. Burn off the dross in my life. Like, go to town, Lord. Like, just you know, do it. Because there's there's other parts to this, actually. I always love learning things. Um, because it's liquefied in a furnace and then heaped. I, right there, I don't like the word. Heaped. <laughs> Unless it's like heaped blessings. But heaped with generous amounts of soda, ash, and borax. Doesn't that sound like fun? Hmm. Because those things, heaping those elements on top of it, That's what separates the gold from the impurities. And then in the end process is gold. In the end, there is a lot that has to happen in order to get to the gold. So what about us? We are a lump of door. (laughs) We have gold in color, some of us like to stay there. Some of us are just like, I'm a lump. Okay. I recently had a friend kind of just say that, like, I feel like I'm living my life just, just here. Not, not allowing God to do anything in it, not progressing, not, I'm just, I'm here. I'm a lump. They didn't say that they were a lump, but that's basically what they were saying. I'm a lump just a lump. And for most of their life, they've been okay to stay there. Here's the thing about a lump of golden color door. It's useless. It's just existing. It's just taking up space. There's no use for it. But here's what's exciting to me is God gives us opportunities to become more than that. More than just being a lump and being useless, just existing. But here's the kicker. Here's the part of it. Because we can, we can maybe realize, okay, I'm a lump. All right, that's what I am. I'm just sitting here. Um, I'm existing. It's up to us if we're going to take the opportunity to be put in the fire and made into gold. It's up to us. Yeah. Hmm. Let me just take that in for a second. You you get the decision. It's weird when I was thinking about 
people in the Bible who, you know, had this opportunity and did they take it or didn't they? And the person that I thought of, it's weird. I never think of this person. I have, I don't even think I've ever talked about this person in the podcast. Maybe I have, but I don't think I have. And this person is someone who had the opportunity to become more and they didn't. And I, I feel like by saying his name, it's like when you see a movie and they say, the one that we don't speak of, you know, like we don't talk about him. Um, kind of like in Kanto, we don't talk about Bruno. I love that song. Great movie, by the way. But, um, <laughs> and it's not Satan, okay? But it's someone that, well, I'll just tell you who it is. So it's Judas. I, we don't talk a lot about Judas. And when we do, it's kind of like in this hush tone, like Judas, you know, like on the side of our mouth, like, hey, Judas. The, the crazy thing is, is Judas was one of the 12 disciples. He was part of one of the most <laughs> amazing groups of people to walk the earth. He got to eat, sleep, pray, walk, talk with Jesus in the daily. I mean, I know we get to do all those things with Jesus, but he got to do it in the flesh. Like he got to be by Jesus. Like, blows your mind. Like, wow, one of the greatest opportunities ever. And what does he do? I mean, he's given this opportunity. The same opportunity, by the way, that 11 other people were given to not only learn and grow with Jesus, but after Jesus' death to be used greatly because the disciples were used greatly by the Lord. All of them, like if you think about all the disciples, they're just a bunch of lump of coals. Not coal, sorry. (laughs) Lump of door, wrong thing. You know, they're just a bunch of lumps out there. Until they encountered Jesus, until they submitted their lives to the process of becoming refined, all given the same opportunity, but one didn't submit. And his end, well, you all know his end. It's interesting because in Zechariah 13, 9, it says, This third I will put into the fire, and I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. And they will call on my name, and I will answer them. And I will say, they are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. See, not everyone submits to the fire. The question is, will we? Will we allow ourselves to be melted down? Do we let God turn up the heat on us? Do we allow him to take us through the process of being refined? And that includes having generous amounts of stuff heaped on us to extract impurities. Because gold is not gold until the impurities are extracted. And here's another question. What carrot of gold do you want to come out as? Because in, in the world of carrots of gold, like I really know what I'm talking about, there's like 10 karat gold, 14 karat gold, there's 18 karat gold, there's 24 karat gold. 
10, 14, 18, they all still have some junk in there or other metals that are mixed together with the gold. But 24 karat gold is the purest because all of the impurities have been extracted. When I was working out that day, I could have stopped, but I would never reach my full potential if I just stopped every time I was working out and it got hard. So that day I pushed through, and guess what? The next day, I had to push through, and the next day, I had to push through. And did I see, you know, um, gains in the moment? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, when you're working out, you don't see gains for a long time. <laughs> and all of a sudden, one day out of nowhere, you'll be flexing and you'll see something like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? But it takes consistency of putting your body through this training, putting through tearing it down, taking it to failure, taking it to times that you thought, I cannot do one more rep. I have changed the way that I've worked out. Before I would do a workout and then I go to another workout and now I work out one time and I work out until I cannot lift that weight one more time. I'm willing to take my body to failure to acquire the gains that I want to see, but it requires going to failure. The same thing with our walk with God. We have to allow him to turn up that heat and it's going to be hot. Things are going to get heaped onto us that we don't like. None of us like things heaped onto us. I'm, I'm just thinking about Job. We're reading in Job right now. And talk about having things heaped on you. I mean, he already was a, a great man. The Lord even tells Satan, he's like, oh, look at my, my man Job over there. Like, he's awesome. Like, go read the book of Job. It's good. But he's like, he's phenomenal. Yeah, take a crack at him because you're not, you're not going to get anywhere with him. And I mean, talk about heaping after heaping after heaping after heaping. And do you know one of Job's response I need to find it here in my notes because I skipped around. It's in Job 23, verse 10. And this is what Job says. He says, when he has tested me, not if, when, when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. In order to come forth as gold, you got to go through some stuff. You, We can't be 24 karat gold and not have things heaped upon us in order to bring out the impurities in us. Because when things get heaped on us, that's that pressure. That's when, that's where the rubber hits the road. Like, am I, am I in this? I've watched people stop I've watched people just like when you work out and you're like can I do one more and you're like you know what I'm done with this I don't want to do this anymore I've 
I'll just be honest. I've had workouts where I have given up. I'm just like, I'm over this. I don't want to keep doing this. I am hungry. I am tired. And I don't want to do this anymore. But I have never, ever felt good about that workout. Never. But the one that I have had to push through that has been mentally challenging, physically challenging, when I am done, I feel like a beast. And I think that's the same thing with being in the fire that God has placed us in to bring out the impurities in us. It's like when we're jumping out and we're like, I, I don't want to do this. I'm good with 14 karat. Okay, like the 14 karat, it's gold. It's good. Maybe some of you are like 18. I mean, come on, that's close to 24. Who is 24? Jesus. Jesus is 24 gold, Aaron. He's the only perfect one. Right? <laughs> Some of you are hopping out of the fire and God's not done with you yet. And neither will he be done with you until we stand before him. We, we got a while in the fire, but there's gains that we acquire along the way. Sometimes, yeah, we don't see it in the moment. And I know that's hard. I, I mean, let's just face it. Fires are hot. They're uncomfortable. They're painful. But here's the good news. We're all in it together. The person next to you that you're listening to this podcast with, guess what? They're in the fire too. Maybe we're at different points in the process, but we're all in the fire. Nobody has come out as gold yet. But that's the end game. That's where we all want to get. 1 Peter 1.7 says, Your faith will be like gold. And how does one become gold? He is tested by the fire. You want to be gold? Guess what? You got to be tested by fire. My friends, don't be like Judas. Don't be a lump. Just don't. (laughs) We see his end. Be like Job, who's like it's heaped. But he says, hmm, I'm tested, but I'm going to come out as gold. Allow the refiner's fire to melt you down. Let him heap it. (laughs) And listen, to say, well, I'm just supposed to take heaping and I'm supposed to be overwhelmed and I'm just going to, you know, die in this fire. No, remember what it says back in Zechariah? It says, and they will call my name, and I will answer them. It feels too hot? Call on him. It feels overwhelming? Call on him. You don't know if you can make it to 24 carat? Call on him. And it says that he will answer you. Some of you are just trying to do the fire by yourself. You're not going to make it. <laughs> call on him. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? We know that story. We all know it well. And I love it because it always gives me the times that I feel like I just want to get out of this fire because it's hot. And who is the fourth man standing with them? It is the Son of God. You're not in it alone. I love, I love, love, love that they did not stand in that fire alone. That their God stood in it with them. And if he's going to do it for them, 
I have all confidence that he's going to do it for us. So I've been saying this to myself as I've progressed into my week. And I'm saying it to you. And say it with me. I'm coming out gold. And then we're going to have a dramatic pause. And then we're going to say it again. I'm coming out gold.